All right, today we're here with uh, Andrew Zaragoza. That's how you say it, right? Yeah. Zaragoza. Sweet. <laughs> um, if uh, if you guys don't know him, he is uh, Mark Bell's right hand man. Um, <laughs> he's. That, that, uh, that sounds pretty good. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I can't beat that, right? Um, why don't you go and uh, and you know explain? Well, not explain yourself, but uh, tell the tell the listeners a little bit about yourself. For sure. Um, that's definitely probably the highest praise I've ever received is being called Mark Bell's right-hand man. Um, uh, I mean, yeah, I guess that's not, it's not 100% accurate. Um, I've, uh, I started working for super training. It's going on three years now. Um, I got hired on as just a photographer. So I'm the lead photographer for uh, super training and slingshot. Um, and more recently, I've become the, uh, the in- uh, audio engineer uh, and podcast producer slash co-host of Mark Bell's Power Project. And even more recently, I created the uh, YouTube series Sarmageddon. Sarmageddon. Yeah. You know, yeah. It's, it's funny, man, because uh, I'm, in, I'm in the uh, IPF and a drug-tested powerlifting federation. And uh, there was so many, like, Sarm poppings, like, a couple years ago. I was uh, I was thinking I was like I want to host a meet and I was like joking around and I was like I'm gonna call it Sarmageddon. I thought about that t- two years ago and then I see your your series come out as Sarmageddon. I was like that's fucking awesome. That's awesome. Oh, that's crazy. Yeah, yeah. It's a, it's a very catchy name and I think that's part of why it got so popular so fast. Yeah, and there's just not a not not a lot of information out there on them. So uh, you're definitely doing you know doing good work uh, getting that information out there. Yeah, but. Um, yeah, so how did, you know, how did you get involved in fitness? Like, uh, I know I've seen your videos and stuff, but um, how did you, you know, you get involved in fitness and, and how did it lead you to this, where you are now? Yeah, well, it was actually, uh, it, it's your, your typical story, uh, unhappily married man <laughs> gets, you know, you get, uh, gets divorced and that's when he decides, like, oh, I look like shit, I feel like shit, I'm going to get in shape. So that's when I, uh, I started, like, it was funny, I, I was really skinny. Um, I always tell people I look like Mike Wazowski from Monsters, <laughs> Inc. Like, my arms and legs were just puny, but I always had a big old belly. To this day, I still have, you know, a lot of chub around the, the mid, midline. But, uh, so I started running because I had no idea what else to do. I just, like, running fucking sucks. It's really hard. Uh, so I, I got to do that. Um, so I did that and obviously didn't get really any good results other than like getting a little bit better at running. So then, uh, I had worked around a guy who was like super into CrossFit. So I'm like, okay, I, I like, this looks pretty interesting. Like it's like a team atmosphere. This looks like it could be kind of fun. Uh, and I didn't really love it, but it was just something cause like I, I didn't really love fitness quite yet. So okay. I thought like you're supposed to like go through it and not like it and then eventually someday see some results but it wasn't until i met my back then girlfriend now fiance where like i actually took it serious because she was into crossfit and she was really hot so i'm like uh <laughs> this it, it was just like an easy way for me to hang out with this chick right so and that's kind of like uh that's usually how the uh, the story ends with a lot of people it's like oh i met this girl and i wanted to look good for her but uh yeah so like we would go to see her coach and we would train in the park and you know same same kind of experience like i would puke all over the place and like i just didn't love it and uh i ended up catching a uh, a groupon deal at age 27 to actually join the gym for the first time and that's really where everything started to actually like 
like, oh, okay, well, there's this guy, C.T. Fletcher, on YouTube. I'm going to do whatever he tells me to do. Uh, the Hodge twins, you know, and then uh, Elliot Hulse, and then eventually Mark Bell. And uh, that's that's really kind of what, like, uh, sling, you know, pun intended, slingshotted me <laughs> into this world. And uh, and it's pretty crazy the way I met Mark Bell was because of my fiance. She, uh, she followed Ashley Horner very closely. Okay. And she was watching her Snapchat, and she's like, oh, my gosh, Ashley's in Sacramento. I was like, oh, that's crazy. Why would she even bother to come here? And she's like, oh, she's at a gym in West Sacramento. And as soon as she said that, I'm like, oh, my gosh, bigger, stronger, faster, super training gym, Mark Bell. Oh, my gosh, she's there. What is she doing? (laughs) Yeah, exactly. Like, all came down into, like, one, like, instant second of, like, all these memories and thoughts that came to my head. And she's like, oh, she's doing a seminar there. And it's, like, it's open to the public. I'm like, dude, I want to check out the gym. Like, yeah, let's go. And uh, so I ended up going. And this was like a Friday night. And this is when I worked Monday through Friday. So it was like, ooh, Friday night. Like, let's, I don't know, watch Netflix and, like, stay up all night and be lazy. <laughs> and so we found that out. And so we ended up going the next morning. So within a span of, like, a couple hours, we found out. And then we ended up going. And I remember I set the, uh, the stage pretty high. Like I said, like the... Uh, the bar really hard high to meet mark you know i'm like if he's like you know by himself for like five seconds i'm gonna go up to him and ask him if like if, uh, power lifters ever need photos and you know in my head i'm like oh he's gonna be bombarded by fans like it's gonna be impossible to talk to him but you know because i was pretty nervous at this time i was doing nothing but freelance work mm-hmm. so i was just like any kind of revenue stream i can get my hands on i'm gonna do it and so sure enough, Mark was just kind of standing in the corner by himself. And I'm like, hey, man, like huge fan of Bigger Stronger Faster. You know, I've seen Chris Bell and Joe Rogan. And that's how I learned of you and this whole, you know, this this gym. And I was like, I'm a photographer and I was curious, do powerlifters ever need photos done? Because in my head, I don't, I don't know anything about powerlifting, but I'm like, I know bodybuilders right next to a show, they need photos done. So I'm sure. like, maybe powerlifters need that too. Not really knowing that's when powerlifters probably look the worst, right? And so like, here's this big moment, right? I'm like, oh, I got to wait for this answer. And he just looks at me and he's like, ah, uh, no. And I'm like, oh, oh. fuck. Like, like, sick. Okay, well, at least I tried. But then he goes powerlifters don't need photos but i need photos yeah yeah <laughs> you're yeah, like fucking so, yeah <laughs> and i just like because i had been you know working at it at that point for probably like five years i actually had a business card and you know i handed it to him and he's like oh cool I'll keep in touch and dude i, I sprinted out of the gym because i was like so hyped up you're walking away girl yeah be yeah. cool be cool andrew be cool <laughs> I, I, yeah, as soon as i turned the corner nobody could see me it's like, yourself Man, like you have no idea what just happened and she's like you know she's freaking out so it, it was really crazy how that all worked out that's sick man yeah that's really sick yeah and like that's that's fucking wicked man because obviously mark's a guy that a lot of people look up to and uh for you like to to walk in there and he probably didn't expect that you know because a lot of people meet him and they're probably like oh hi hi mark and you know all scared yeah. me and he wouldn't expect you know a guy to walk up to him and with that much confidence to to ask him if uh, if they need uh, you know a photographer, yeah, pretty it's pretty yeah, it's crazy because like you know we we see him every day you know like he'll text me like dick jokes every now and again, <laughs> and so it's it's just like me and you talking right like we're just hanging out, but then 
you know, you see like a fan come in from like, you know, another part of the world and they're just like trembling to see him. Yeah. And it's like, oh my gosh, that's right. Like he's a huge deal. Like you just, it's just, I don't know. It's just weird. Like you forget and then you, you get reminded when you see a fan come up to him and they can't even speak. <laughs> yeah, man. You get the starstruck going on. Yeah. That's pretty sweet, man. Like, uh, <laughs> Yeah, he's he's definitely a guy I've looked up to. Like I'm, I got the tattoo on my leg. I think I sent you that back in the day. Yeah, dude, I, I remember that. <laughs> yeah, That's like amazing. Uh, he's. I showed uh, it to him. He freaked out too. <laughs> yeah, he's a very influential guy. He's the guy that got me started with powerlifting. Yeah. So uh, yeah, he's uh, definitely a guy I look up to, and I want to get down there to Sacramento. Me and my buddy were planning a planning a road trip to come and hang out for a couple of days. But heck yeah, that'd be sick, dude. Yeah, try to figure out a time when that will work out, but. Um, so yeah, you got into fitness and like, uh, and then after you met Mark, how long did it take him to contact you and uh, get you in the gym? Well, it was funny because like at the time on my business card, because like I, I don't know, like I didn't really know, like I just didn't know things. Like I didn't really understand like business. I didn't understand like making like smart moves. So I had put a Google phone number on my business card. Cause I just remember thinking like, okay, what's going to stop me from giving this to so many people? And I'm like, man, if I give it to some like weirdo or like a soccer mom that just like wants to call me all the time looking for photos, like I want to be able to like walk away from, you know, from my phone and I have to worry about like it blowing up all the time. So I use a, a, like a Google proxy number or whatever. And he ended up sending me an email up about two weeks later he's like hey man i've been trying to text you but i think the number is wrong or something can you can you give me a call at this number and i'm like oh my gosh okay like this is real and uh so i, I called him and he's like yeah man just uh, come into the gym you know this tuesday or i don't remember what day it was it was like there was a training day he's like and let's just like let's just chat about like what you can do or whatever and right before that, I really didn't have any fitness like uh, styled photos or anything. It was just like weddings, portraits, product shots. Um, so I was doing um, uh, like real estate photos for uh, a relative of mine. And he would put these like post sale parties together for the new homeowners. And he would have me come like take pictures of all those parties and stuff. And one of the, the new homeowners was the an owner of a CrossFit gym. Okay. And at the, yeah, and at the time, I was like, hey, it'd be cool if like, I came in and shot photos one day, not really knowing where that would lead to. But after I met Mark, I'm like, oh, my gosh, I have to get something to show him that I can do this. So I contacted them. I'm like, hey, I will give you an entire, like, day's worth of shooting. I'll do, like, whatever the hell portraits you want. I'll do action shots. We'll get all the clients, like, especially if you have any success stories. Like, we'll, I'll make everyone look super dope. You can have me as long as you want. I'll do it for free. All I ask is that you just let me come shoot. And they're like, uh, yeah. <laughs> so, so I did that. And then so when I met up with Mark, I'm like, you know, like, yeah, you know, I haven't been doing fitness for very long, but this is what I can do. And I showed him and yeah, he was blown away because at the time he didn't have anybody that can do anything close to what I can do. And, uh, and so just by having, you know, something to show him, he's like, okay, I guess this guy's pretty serious. He has a website, he has a business card and he has the skills to do it and the balls to come up to me and talk to me. Uh, let's see what he can do. So that led to like, maybe like two months straight of me just coming into super training as often as possible and working for free. I didn't talk about money. I didn't ask for money. I didn't expect anything. I was just like, worst case, I get tons of experience. I get some exposure 
and I get to see what this uh, side of photography is like. And then uh, what happened? Oh, so we would we would shoot a lot on Saturdays and Sundays because I was off those days. So we would just schedule all these like crazy product shots, all these like in use shots, and uh, my work schedule was going to change. So I'm like, hey, Mark, like I came in one day, I'm like, uh, I know we shoot on the weekends, but I'm going to have to start working my other job on the weekend, so it's going to get a little weird. And Mark does this all the time to people. He just looks at me and he's like, eh, you're not going to have to worry about that much longer, and then walks away. He's so very mysterious. I'm, yeah, I'm like, okay, dude. Does that mean like I'm gonna like get a job here now? Like what what does this mean? And I text my girl, I'm like, babe, like he just said this and she's like, What does that mean? And she starts freaking out too. And I'm like, I don't know. And then so like uh maybe like a couple days after that he offered me a job, which um at that time was like roughly half of what I was making in the uh I say the medical outfield. I was working uh, medical records, so I wasn't really like in the medical field, but I was slightly in there. Okay. It was about it was about half of what I was making, minus uh, you know benefits and everything. And I told him, I was like, "Man, that's like a huge pay cut." And he's like, "Trust me, just work hard, and this money will go up." And I was like, "You know, man, like it's it's so worth it." You know, like I can't wait at the time. Yeah, make the leap. I hated my job anyways. I would clock in, die for eight hours, and then clock yeah. out, and then try to live. So, yeah, dude, I, I talked to my girl. I'm like, hey, it's going to get pretty tough around here. You know, mm-hmm. like our income is going to get cut by quite a quite a bit amount. And she's like, you love what you do. Like, it's going to be fine. We'll figure it out. And so without her, I, I don't know if I would have been able to do it. But, uh, well, I mean, I know for sure because I never would have found super training. Mm-hmm. You know, like it would have been <laughs> a totally different story. But uh, because she had my back, it, it all worked out. That's crazy, man. Yeah. That's a crazy success story. Nice. And, hopefully, shit. <laughs> <laughs> but, like, uh, that's the thing. So many people are so scared to take that take that leap because, like, they're in a cushy position. And, uh, you know, the ceiling in your, your outfield medical job was, like, here, right? You're not right. going to go very far, but, you know, your pay is here with Mark, but the, the potential's ten times that, right? Yeah, I mean, I, I get to do so much cool shit i get to talk to you today um thank you (laughs) yeah this is awesome dude you know like we had nick Wright in this week uh you know like just the tons of guests and like the the guests that like uh so like the first year i went to the arnold that was the first trip i went with the company anywhere and like i didn't know anybody i was just like so out of my element now every year that i go back it's like i'm walking through the the aisles and stuff and like fans will recognize me that's that's pretty rare but uh like <laughs> other like fitness people yeah. will be like andrew what's up and i'm like oh shit like you know there's kaylor woolham in the corner doing like whatever deadlifting you know, everything for- <laughs> yeah yeah and then there's forsaken warrior ripping his hands off like trying to give me a fist bump and it's like it, it, it's just wild you know like the opportunities like you said they're just like they're endless yeah that's yeah, and you've probably gotten to meet a lot of a lot of cool people, like people that, you know, people that people go out of their way to meet. You just like you know got to meet them by taking photos and just like just by taking that chance. Yeah. Just, just goes to show never, uh, you know, never throw away an opportunity. Yeah, that's really what what it's been, dude. Like like this whole Sarmageddon thing, you know. It's like uh, I. Tony's obviously, you know, somebody I met through the podcast. Like, I knew of him. I had met him prior, 
but you know that was just me as a photographer trying to do like any kind of like photos and stuff and i met him at a, like a like a super low-end mma like fighting event and stuff he had a, a enhanced athlete booth and i was just like oh i gotta meet this guy and it was funny because i had met him twice the first time he introduced me to his like wife and the second time he introduced me to like two of his girlfriends <laughs> And I was like, it, it was like, dude, I was just like, what the heck is this guy all about? But, uh, you know, yeah. And then, so speaking of like opportunities and stuff. So when I talked to him about SARMs, I was just like, Hey man, I'm thinking about like documenting this whole thing. And his eyes just lit up and he's just like, all right, let's do this. And that's when, you know, he was like, you know, full bore on board to help me out. Okay. Which is dope. <laughs> let's, let's preface, let's preface this. Um, so SARMs, uh, you know, a lot of my listeners are, are uh, tested athletes and stuff like that, so they don't necessarily, they know what SARMs are, but they don't, you know, know in, de- in detail. Um, so let's, let's preface this, like, you shouldn't take SARMs if you're under the age of 25, blah, blah, blah. It's a big choice. It's, you know, stuff like that. It's a PED, right? So um, it's a big choice and you need to think about it for a long time, right? And yeah. you, obviously... Um, in your video, you thought about it for a long time, like the original video, and it was like talk to your girlfriend or fiance about it now, right? And and uh, you know what what was it that made you, you know, take that step? Yeah, um, and, and I actually even now after the whole experiment would say if you're under thirty, probably shouldn't even consider it. Yeah, um, yeah, that's just. I mean, I've, I've seen some lab works from other people that have, like, sent me stuff. I've seen mine now. And I just think that, like, I mean, if, if you're under 30, you still have a lot of, like, uh, your, your test isn't going down at that point, right? You know, if, if you start taking something so early, we don't know what your, like, your, um, your maximum test levels can mm-hmm. become. You could become dependent. Dependent or, uh, like, we just you'll just be suppressed for the rest of your life. Like, yeah, we just yeah. don't, we don't know exactly what it can be and the, the potential of that and losing that, like that's just such a damn shame. You know, like I, so now I've been telling people like, yeah, I said 25, but after doing everything, I would say 30. Okay. Um, yeah. And as far as what pushed me to it, um, oh, <laughs> I've been getting so much hate on the, the YouTube series about this, but I, I've never been able to gain weight. Um, I mean, in my, like, early 20s, like, when I was drinking beer every night, and just, like, you know, that was when I was married, so I was, like, pretty, not, I was not loving life, so I needed some <laughs> escape. Um, I, I, I was able to get, like, skinny fat, like I said, so mm-hmm. I think at one point, I was, like, up to 190. Okay. But, like, but yeah, it was, like, really gross. Like, it was not, not cool. Pack-a-punch Mike Wazowski. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. And then when I stopped drinking, I shrunk down to 165. Okay. And then... Yeah, and so it was a it was a long road, man. I went from one sixty five to like one seventy in like four years, um, and then when I finally got to super training, I was around one seventy, kind of like like one seventy five, one eighty, and when I got super serious in training with Mark, I was about one seventy eight. Okay. And in the two, in the two years training with Mark, and if anybody wants to question my diet, my work ethic, um hanging out with Mark as often as I do, he's not yeah. going to let me eat like shit. He's yeah. not going to let me train like shit. No. And he's not going to let me sleep like shit. You know, like, the, the whole gamut. Like, he's not going to have some, you know, bitch-ass co-host, like, tagging along with him everywhere yeah. he goes. So, 
in the two years I trained with Mark, I went from 178 to like 180. Okay. So it just was not not a lot. Was not happening. <laughs> yeah. And then my my strength, uh, my bench went up a little bit. It went from about like a comfortable 155 uh, pounds. I know uh, your listeners are like, what the hell, dude? Like you're like 12 years old. Um, but like I said, I, I got a late start. You know, I started when I was training when I was like 27. Yeah. So. And strength was never really a focus. It was, I was just trying to get jacked. I was trying to look big. Get big, yeah. A lot, a lot of hypertrophy work. And even that, I did terrible. Uh, so the thought of taking a performance-enhancing drug was really, really attractive, obviously, because it's like, man, if I can... And then the way Tony put it, he's like, you know, you're going to cut, you know, a one to two years' worth of um, of work down into, like, three months it's like oh my gosh like that that sounds like bullshit but like man what if it's true and then after we had him on the podcast and uh it was actually what really sparked it off was we had the uh the mind pump guys on the podcast mm. and they talked about SARMs like for a little bit and that's when like i started researching really really hard that's when i was like damn like maybe i should give this a go and then when we had tony on that was just like that sealed the deal I was like okay we're definitely going to do this because this guy's telling me you know, there'll be very minimal, if any, side effects. There's going to be uh, nothing but, like, strength gains, and you're going to cut the uh, the um, the time, like, you know, in a third. And so having Tony here, that's what pushed me over the edge to actually, you know, full on and get into it. Okay. So, like, <clears throat> so he started 178, starting, you know, going with Mark. Um, what, what's your body weight now after, after taking SARM? How many weeks have you been on SARMs? So I did a 14 week cycle, okay. which again, to everyone listening, do not do that. That's very irresponsible. Um, I was just going off what I was told. And if I could go back, I would have done no more than eight weeks. Okay. Um, yeah, for sure. People can do 12 if they want, but eight weeks, I mean, you're going to get test suppression no matter how, how long you take it, no matter what the milligrams. Okay. But if, if you do want to take something, uh, first off, don't listen to me. I'm not a doctor. Ignore everything I have to say. <laughs> With that said. Don't yeah, sue me. Eight weeks. Yeah, exactly, <laughs> right. Uh, but, yeah, I did 14 weeks, and my the peak weight that I hit was 196 pounds. Um, okay. So I, went, so I went. I started at 181, and I hit 196. And then at the end of it all, when I pulled carbs out to try not to be so fat and pull my body fat percentage down, I ended at 192. And as of today, I'm like 194. Okay. So I was able to, yeah, I was able to keep um, quite a bit of the weight on, which has been really freaking cool. Beauty. And are you yeah. off now? Yeah, yeah. As of right okay. now, I'm completely off, except okay. for the uh, the um, MK677, which isn't a SARM, but because it's an oral. Uh, HGH secretagogue, people kind of blend it or they, they bundle it in with SARMs. So it's like okay. SARM-like. Yeah. Okay. Cool, and man. then when I just, I just started up again because uh, that helps my appetite. It just raises my quality of life. It's, it's, a, it's an amazing compound. Sweet, man. With no, with no side effects, actually. <laughs> <clears throat> yeah, so let's go into that. Like, um, you know, doing 14 weeks on SARMs, did you have any side effects? That's the thing, as everyone says, there's like, SARMs are like steroids, but no side effects, right? Mm-hmm. Is that what's your experience? On the on the surface, zero side effects. Okay. There there has been nothing whatsoever that has indicated that I'm getting test suppression uh, or anything weird happening. Like uh, no I mean, yeah, I, 
no sarm rage yeah <laughs> at least i don't think i don't know but i'm such a chill dude like yeah it, it, you know maybe it brought me back up to baseline i don't know you know like it takes a lot to get me riled up <laughs> but um no man and and that's like it's actually i i said it on the last episode like it's to the point where like i don't even like telling people my experience because everyone thinks i'm just being a shill or i'm just over hyping for the to get people to watch the series yeah but but the truth is dude like i i haven't had any side effects whatsoever like everything has been nothing but positive um strength went up uh weight went up uh, confidence you know like uh back pain went away i just i felt nothing but positive um you know nothing but a positive experience this whole time and if it wasn't for my blood work i would still be on sarms right now okay like that's how good sarms treated me you know because i I, like i said on the surface nothing went wrong everything was positive okay so um so your what it what did what did it indicate with your blood work if you want to dig into that yeah so this is cool man so anyone that's listening to this on you know on the day that it drops um you guys are going to get to hear this first because it's not even on the series yet sneak peek Uh, yeah, yeah. I, I interviewed Mike Metzel to, to analyze my blood work because, like, like, dude, like I tell everybody, like, I, I'm nobody. I, I'm not an expert in any of any, you know, any of this. So, like, I, I like to bring people on that can help me out and like teach people. And Mike is just he's a genius, and he he's has experience with gear. He he understands what blood work, you know, what uh, what it takes to really like define and to, you know really pull everything out so the the biggest thing that i think people will notice right away is my my um testosterone level went from a 545 down to 151 it's a huge drop mm-hmm. and it wasn't supposed to be that um my that's my total testosterone my free testosterone didn't drop much at all so it's there is a silver lining in that that then you know, with the, uh, the the free testosterone still being high, it's basically an indicator saying, like, okay, yeah, your, your, your total test dropped, but you still have plenty of testosterone there to not feel like shit. So that's probably why I didn't feel any side effects. Um, the other scary um, marker that went nuts is my bad cholesterol went through the roof and my good cholesterol plummeted. Hmm. So when so when those are upside down, it's a good indicator that your testosterone is also fucked. But, uh, sorry, I didn't mean to cuss. I don't that's, know if I can cuss right now. Fucking A. <laughs> <laughs> sorry about that. That's cool. all good, man. So, so my, my cholesterol, my triglycerides, those all look terrible now. Uh, the other scary um, response was my hematocrit and my hemoglobin. Basically, my um, my blood is like thicker than molasses at this point. Um, it's super thick. Um, the guys that ran the Tour de France back in the day when they were blood doping and they had to donate blood like all the time, uh, their hematocrit was like out of 55. Mine's out of 50. Oh, shit. So, so it, right. So if taking the, quote, mildest SARM on Get the Get on market, your bikes and ride. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So if, if me taking an oral SARM can make me look as bad as somebody that's blood doping like that's that's a lot of cause for concern right mm. um so after but after talking to mike he basically talked sorry if my thing's going crazy that's all good. um after talking to mike he's like yeah dude like your, your labs look pretty bad but <laughs> if you're an athlete if you're a triathlete if you're a bodybuilder nah, like this is 
this is fine. He's like, all you have to do is go donate blood, change your diet up a little bit, and your labs will be just fine. So I'm like, that sounds good. <laughs> <laughs> so he, he kind of talked me off the edge, basically. Because when I seen him, I was like, oh my gosh, like, SARMs ruined my body. Like, what the heck's going to happen now? And I, I talked to him, and he was just like, ah, oh, no, dude, no, you're, you're totally fine. Like, chill out. And I'm like, okay, cool. <laughs> so uh, the, the full analyze... Uh, analyzation whatever you want to call it will be up on monday so i guess the day after this episode goes up uh and mike is so smart he has so much good information you know when it comes to my my lab work he doesn't know too much about sarms but he understands labs and he was able to, to really like make sense of the whole thing which like i'm super grateful for because up until this point there hasn't been like i said any negative experience i had been looking for an antagonist the whole time because i'm like everyone i bring on they talk about nothing but positive mm -hmm. stuff when it comes to sarms i'm like can someone please <laughs> be somewhat negative yeah. and anytime i did find somebody with something negative to say i'm like oh this is great can you please come on can i interview you yeah. and, they, and they'd be like ah, nah. and uh, a couple of people have told me that's because people still just don't have much experience with them. So because of that, you know, they kind of like, yeah, they're not good, but I can't tell you why. So okay. with this lab work, I can be like, hey, the people that were saying SARMs are just as good as steroids with no side effects are wrong. But the guys that say they don't work and have worse side effects, they were wrong, too. Mm -hmm. I'm really excited that I get to tell everybody, hey, the answer is somewhere in the middle. You're going to get some benefits and you're going to get some negatives. Like now it's up to you guys to decide, hey, is it worth messing up my labs to get some gains? It's like, well, you know, that's up to you now to decide. Yeah. Does uh, <clears throat> does Tony know about the uh, the blood work and stuff like that? Or have you? Yeah. Yeah. So he, he does. Um because I, I sent him, I sent him and a couple other people my labs just to kind of look at, and he actually, like, truth be told, he 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 filmed a short clip of himself talking about him, but I didn't feel it was good for the show, for the series. I mean, okay. because it was overly positive, um, and I didn't think that was. I didn't think that was going to send out a good message because there's some really big cause for. Uh, Concern. Big, big concerns you know and and also he has a stake in the game right yeah he sells arms right <laughs> so if if somebody is looking at a post cycle post arm cycle blood work and they're like oh these look great like well okay there, there's some bias there so when i asked when i asked mike to do it you know he he doesn't care like he's just yeah. interested you know, he, he doesn't have any stake in the game. If SARMs are great, doesn't affect him. If SARMs are bad, doesn't affect him either. So by having him do it, I feel like I was being more responsible in showing that instead of what Tony had to say. Yeah, yeah, that's that's probably for the best. Because yeah. uh, that would, you know, pe people on YouTube would freak out. They'd be like, oh, shill. <laughs> exactly, yeah. yeah. And I'm like, you guys hate me already. I don't need to give you another reason. <laughs> yeah, I saw a lot of comments on, on the YouTube channel like, Oh, you know, you gotta love your body for what it is. It's like, yeah, but like, as as men, we're like, no, I want to get fucking jacked. Yeah. <laughs> like that's your mom says that. Like, oh, you know, your body's fine, honey. Like, I work with a guy. He's, uh, you know, he was kind of in your boat, like always, kind of like skinny and stuff like that, and and he started working out with me a bit, and he's put on, you know, some size and stuff. But um, our boss is like. 
is like, uh, oh, you know, like you, you look fine the way you are. You're, you know, you're, you're good the way you are. And he's like, fuck no, I want to get big. <laughs> like no one wants to fucking be the way they are. Right. Yeah. It's funny, dude. <laughs> I know, man. The, it's funny. Like the, the YouTuber comments, you know, are just like, it, it's so it's, it's tough because you know, it's like, yeah, there are people that, that respond very well to eating and to lifting, you know, like you'll, you, you always see like the comments, like, well, obviously you're doing something wrong because I'm 17 or 18 and I've been lifting for three months and I've already gained 50 pounds and blah, blah, blah. I'm like, uh, well, you you're know, like, yeah, yeah. And I had, I had another guy who sent me this like super long DM and he's like, it was funny. It was one of those things where he's like, you know, no, no offense, but I'm about to offend, offend you. He <laughs> was like, he, he basically said the same thing. He's like, I've been taking protein shakes. I've been taking creatine and I've been training really hard every day. And I've gained, you know, whatever. He said some crazy amount of weight, like 80 pounds or something. And I'm like, damn, dude, off of protein shakes, that's nuts. <laughs> like, dude, give me a break. <laughs> and, and what I said on the series, and I got it from Chris Bell. And it's like, okay, it's me as a super skinny guy, somebody who can eat whatever I want and maintain the exact same weight or drop weight. That's mm-hmm. actually what happens if I eat pizza, like a non-nutrient-dense food. I weight. will drop weight. It, it sucks. Weird. That's like me trying to tell somebody who's overweight, just do what I do, and you're going to drop weight. <laughs> yeah. just, just, obviously, you're doing something wrong, because like, I eat pizza, I can eat hamburgers and fries, and I will drop weight. So just do what I do, and you'll be fine. It's like, nah, dude, that's not how it works, man. Actually, so I'm going to get fatter. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. You know, it's like, it's like it's a, in that aspect, it's really frustrating when people are like, no, just do what I did, and you'll be fine. It's not going to work out. Ignorant, <laughs> ignorant, right? Yeah. But, uh, yeah, that's that's partially why it, one of the reasons, in my opinion, why you're where you are and they're still making comments on YouTube, right? <laughs> I know. Yeah, dude, yeah. It, it's it's so funny because I'm like, I, at that point, it just becomes a, uh, a shouting contest. Like, who can say the most outlandish shit on a YouTube comment to get the likes, you yeah. know? And, and it, what's funny is, again, I want people, like, if you are somebody who likes to make negative comments like that that's a that's a low point in my day if you know like somebody like says something bad about me and if that's your high point of your day yeah what does that say about who who you are and where you are in life if the worst part of my day is your best part yeah you know like i just want people to think about that you know when it comes to like all social media and youtube and stuff like like dude like i don't know go do anything with your life anything like else. I, I dare you to try something instead of just being an asshole on a computer yeah it's hard for them man they, uh, <laughs> <For reals. laughs> they, they just you know yeah, yeah fuck them <laughs> so <laughs> so uh now that you've done your you know your um little encounter with sarms would you uh would you ever go on on the real stuff or would you what's like what's um What's next for you with, uh, like, the, P- the PEDs, I guess yeah. you call them. PEDs has such a negative con- connotation. I don't, you know, it's such a, in, in uh, like, a public, like, people, you say steroids, people are like, oh, that's so bad. It's like, no, it's just, it just is, right? But, yeah. Um, so, yeah, would you would you go on, you know, steroids, or are you going to go back on SARMs, or what's, what's next? Um, I would 
say I'm more likely to go back on SARMs than okay. I would ever be to go all full, full on dark side Juicy. and start taking pee. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, I, um, like I said in the series, I still don't like needles. Um, okay. Because my labs were so upside down, I did have to go donate blood and just like, you know, having that gigantic needle in me, I was just like, man, like I, I definitely, I, and I know that's totally different, but I was like, yeah, dude, I'm still like, I, I never could, you know? And then at that point you really are going all in and mm. that's life now. You know, if you, you know, you could start at, at one point, start taking, you know, anabolics. And then if you try to come off, you're going to be 10 steps, you know, back compared to where you started. So that's a huge uphill battle. Thankfully for me, um, this was my first cycle. Uh, and and it, although 14 weeks is way too long, but it's not years of abuse, right? Like it's yeah. not, you know, I don't have years of a track record to try to dig myself out of now. Um, but no, so it, I, I don't see myself ever uh, using steroids. Okay. Um, especially for like for what you know like to to help me you know bench 315 to help me deadlift 405 like uh you know, that, that's not really worth it um this whole SARMs thing uh, one it was to experiment um to see if to answer my own damn question of if they work or not because the, the biggest thing is i would get feedback from people that were also taking other stuff you know um chris bell being the closest one to me he did really well on SARMs, mm-hmm. but I know he obviously has a past of steroid use yeah. and I, and I know he was doing testosterone. So I'm like, how much of that is carried over, you know, like maybe for someone like him, SARMs probably doesn't even affect him because he's done so much more potent stuff. Yeah. But for me, it was like, okay, I've done nothing. Let's give this a solid go. And then of course, you know, selfishly, I wanted to get jacked you know, I wanted to get bigger and then the whole YouTube series that came out, it was like, okay, shit, dude, this is this this was worth it to do steroids just to get a little, well, not a little, get a lot stronger. But for me, a lot stronger would be like a four hundred five deadlift or something, you know. Like it, in the grand scheme of things, it's not really that much, not worth right? It. Yeah. Fair enough, man. Yeah. And uh, did you have that perspective before you you did this experiment? As far as like not being worth it, yeah. For steroids or SARMs, steroids. Yeah. Uh, well, bigger, stronger, faster came out. <laughs> You're like, I want fucking steroids. <laughs> and the way they depicted it was like, like, oh my gosh, dude, like, why, why am I not taking steroids? Yeah. You know, like, gosh, like, it seems like it's the answer to all my problems, which, you know, in actuality, is not even close, right? Yeah. But. Uh, you know, and then being in, in this, this realm and being in this space that I'm, like, physically in, you know, like, steroid talk is so abundant, it was like, I mean, yeah, I guess maybe someday, you know, but then when you actually, when I started looking into it, like, okay, I gotta inject, I gotta follow that up and with a PCT, and then Mark saying, like, hey, once you go in, you're never getting you're out. sworn in, right? Yeah, and I, I don't really like that commitment, <laughs> so... Yeah, it was like, oh man, maybe I probably will. But then when I actually started researching and looking into it, I was like, mm, no, nah, I don't think I will. Yeah. So even before Sarmageddon, I, I wouldn't have taken steroids. Okay, cool. Yeah. Well, life is all about experiences, right? 
<laughs> yeah, yeah. And was, what's crazy is, uh, not crazy, but just interesting, is I had reached out to Stan Efferding. Okay, the rhino. Yeah. <laughs> Name dropping. He, he knows a little something. About a um, <laughs> Yeah. He, he saw my lab work, and in the series, I, I said somebody in the fitness industry looked at my labs and said that, that uh, they're the best labs he had ever seen. That person was Stan Efferding. Okay. The reason the reason why I didn't name him in the series was because he didn't want to come on. Okay. Uh, yeah, because he, I told him about everything, and he's like, oh, your labs look you know better than anyone I'd ever seen. Don't do SARMs. And I'm like, oh, what, what do you have against SARMs? And, you know, he's like, oh, they're going to suppress your testosterone. They're going to mess up your cholesterol. Everything that he said actually happened. Really? Had he come on and actually said that on camera, it would look so good. So good. Been, oh, man, so much more credible. Fuck Stan. His name. <laughs> I know, dude. I'm like, man, like, you don't understand, bro. Like, God damn it, Stan. <laughs> you could have hit a home run with me. Uh, but anyway, um, after I talked to him when he was here a couple weeks back, I was like, hey, dude, like, you were right. Like, this is, this everything you said ha- that would happen did happen. And he's like, you know what, man? He's like, I've done some shit in my day. <laughs> he's like, he's like, you don't know unless you try it. Yeah. And you're not going to be able to answer the questions unless you find out for yourself. He's like, so don't be hard on yourself. And I'm like, you're the man. He's such and a, I, like, wise grandpa figure. He's like, yeah, dude, that is absolutely the best way you could put it. And then, of course, right after that, we started working on my diet. So we're hopefully that's going to help me maintain my weight because he, he tweaked my vertical diet a little bit. Monster so that way, Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I'm, I'm pretty stoked, man. He's such a good dude. Yeah, I love but, Stan, yeah. man. Yeah, all about them life experiences. Absolutely, man. Like, that's the thing. You'll never know until you know, right? Exactly. So, uh, you know, you help, you've been working with Mark for three years now? Yeah. So, like, five years ago, if you look back on your life, five years, you're 27, right? Uh, no, I'm 34 now. Oh, you're 34. Holy shit. So, yeah. say you're 29. Looking back, um, do, you, like, do you think you would have seen any of this where you are now? not even close dude like it's like uh it's happened a handful of times one time i can just remember off the top of my head we went mark and i went to on it in austin texas okay aubrey sitting in aubrey marcus's uh office just hanging out i have my camera in my hand and i look down and i'm like what the fuck what am i doing here (laughs) yeah like all because I know how to work this stupid camera. Like I'm hanging out with Aubrey Marcus in his office at on it, a place that I had drove out to, to visit. Yeah. Like that's how much of a fan I am of on it. That's crazy. And I was just like, this is insane. Like uh... all all because I met Mark at a seminar and shook his hand. It dude. Yeah. It's mind blowing. Like every day, like there's something new, you know, it's, uh, and then now with like people coming in, like I've had a handful of people that have come into the store here at uh, Super Training um, or Slingshot HQ, and like they will ask for me, and like I'll go out and like meet them, talk to them, handful of pictures, you know, nothing crazy, but I'm just like, what's happening? Like this is weird, but it's awesome, and I'm like, dude, I, I'm literally a nobody, like I'm just the guy that works the camera for a somebody. <laughs> well, no, <laughs> and, no, man, you've you've turned yourself into a somebody, right? 
just by like if you were a nobody i wouldn't have messaged you to come on my <laughs> podcast right <laughs> yeah yeah I, I mean yeah i, I guess dude and, and then you know people will be like uh you know like like you sound so genuine on the podcast like you seem like such a cool dude and i'm like you know i, I don't have anything to sell i i don't uh i don't make money off of being who i am like a, a persona like I'm just me. So when people meet me, they're just like, "Oh, dude, you're just like you are on the podcast, or you know, like you're the same guy that I see on YouTube." And I'm like, "Well, yeah, I, I am. I am. Like I, I have one, one, one trick. You know, I'm just, I'm just myself." So it, it's been a, it's been a wild ride, dude. Like for sure. It's a sweet ride, though. It sounds like. <laughs> yeah. You picked yeah, your ride. Like, <laughs> it, it's it's been a great ride. Yeah. That's Super wicked. Fancy ride. Yeah. And you're only like three years in too, which is crazy. Like, imagine will you be in another five years? Right, and and you know here here at at, um, at Slingshot, like everything moves so fast. Like, uh, you know, whatever happened this past Monday seems like it was four months ago, and then it's like, oh wait, that just happened. Like, you know, I was just talking about uh, Stan Efforting being here weeks ago. I think he was here this past weekend. Yeah, yeah, he was. But, but it, <laughs> see, like, it, and it's just, that's just the way it is. And you're right, dude. Like, uh, you know, I got I got hired on as just a photographer. From that, I started doing, like, uh, graphic design and then doing videos. Like, uh, if anybody watched Hustle Mania, yep. like, that was, okay, so, like, I was doing those. And then... I saw an opportunity with the podcast. I jumped on it, so now I'm doing the po- you know, producing the podcast, and then this whole Starmageddon thing comes out. So it's like, you know, we talk about opportunities, we talk about how fast things move, and you blink, and it's like, whoa, what happened? Like, now I'm on a podcast, someone else's podcast. You know, like, <laughs> it's just like it's it's so much fun, man. Every day is a new experience. Absolutely, that's uh, yeah. that's a great perspective too. Yeah. So. <clears throat> You know, for young people out there, like I'm turning 21 on Sunday, so I still got lots of time. But uh, what what would your um, what would your advice be to young people out there now that you've had all these cool experiences and realized you know what hard work can get you and and taking advantage of uh, unique opportunities can get you? What uh, advice do you have for young lads and and lasses like I? <laughs> <laughs> um, I think for sure staying humble and always understanding that you have something to learn. Um, even if, if, if it's a bad experience, um, I truly 100% wholeheartedly believe that there's no such thing as like a, a negative experience or a bad thing happening. I believe everything happens for a reason. It's good in every um, situation. Here's a perfect example. Uh, I met and married the wrong person. That person had a cousin that got me a job that put me in uh, a situation where I can now meet my fiance. My fiance put me in a position to meet Mark Bell. Mark Bell put me in a position to be on this podcast today. Mark, yeah, dude. Uh, this podcast might give me an opportunity to reach out to more people to kind of share the story, to share more information. Um, so. I think that would probably probably be it. There's no such thing as a negative experience, dude. Definitely. Everything is a everything is a learning experience, and if possible, find a mentor. Um, I never went to school for photography, videography, audio engineering. I didn't go to school for anything, 
what I did get was a mentor. He's a uh, photographer, a Sony artisan. Um, that's basically like uh, if you shoot with a Sony and Sony recognizes you, they're like, hey, you're basically a sponsored photographer now. Oh, cool. He took me under his wing, and I learned so much from him. And to this day, I do a lot of the same techniques that he taught me. Um, that helped. That, that's like a cheat code, right? Like that helped me go from, Hack you it. know, yeah, that he was basically like the SARMs of the photography world. Like I, I advanced my learning, you know, pretty quickly. Um, so like, that would be a huge, huge takeaway is find a mentor in whatever whatever field you're you're looking to kind of head into. Um, in today's world, everyone is a DM away. Everyone is email away. Um, it, it, it's so there's zero excuses in today's world of like why you. You can't learn something yeah. or, you know, meet up with somebody or something, you know? Well, like, it's funny, man. Like, people always ask me, how, yeah, how do you get these guests on your podcast? Like, how did you get Andrew or, like, Matt Wenning, for instance, or something? I'm just like, I just DM them, like, and, like, yeah. what's the worst that could happen? They say no? I'd fucking DM someone else, right? <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah, people dude. are so scared to take that, that shot. And it's like, Wayne Gretzky said it best. You miss uh, 100% of the shots you don't take, right? Exactly. Although I've heard people say it was Pat Riley. Was it? So I have to go. I've heard people say that it was Pat Riley that said that, but I'm like, no, it was Gretzky. So somebody plays sports. Along, <laughs> somebody along the line messed it all up and got everyone confused saying it was uh, Pat Riley. Some Somebody was playing sports. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, yeah, go, go teams. <laughs> <laughs> I just, I've, I've been so out of touch with sports, dude, because I've been so busy here. Yeah, man, you got a busy uh, schedule. Yeah, I just I used to watch all of the sports nonstop. Be a super fan of like the Sacramento Kings. That's why I was kind of giving you trash about the uh, the Lakers jersey back there. <laughs> and now it's like oh, I'm like, oh, sports are still happening, huh? Cool. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, Can- Canada got a big win there with uh, with Toronto. That was cool. I was happy about that. Yeah, I'm I'm a Canadian yeah. guy. That's that's really yeah. cool. Congrats to all of Canada. Yeah, it it, it was kind of weird, man, because like. You know, Toronto's Canada's only team, right? And uh, I don't follow basketball really. Like I used to like the Lakers when I pl- when I was in high school. Like played a bit of basketball, um, but it was funny because like I don't really you know watch any any basketball or really much sports for that matter, other than UFC. But uh, it was funny, man, because it brought all of Canada like together. It was really weird, like. Um, People in Vancouver, which is on the opposite side of the country to Toronto, were like, mm-hmm. they're having like meetings, like big, you know, fan meetings and shit. It was really cool to see, brought the, the entire country together. Yeah. I, I love seeing that, dude. Like so much can, like, uh, so much cool stuff can happen over just a silly game. You yeah. Know? Like it's, it's great. I love it. Yeah, man. Um, so yeah, what's basically, what's next for Andrew? Like, uh, let's keep trucking along. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, keep trucking along, try to maintain these gains, and uh, to be totally honest, like, there's only a handful more episodes of Sarmageddon that I'm going to put out. Um, there's potential for me passing the torch on to somebody else, um, haven't quite worked that out, but uh, I'm going to, I mean, it's not like I wasn't working hard on our podcast, you know, if you guys aren't subscribed to Mark Bell's Power Project podcast, please do so, mm. um, but we are going to uh, step it up a notch, and I definitely have been spreading myself really thin with everything that I've been doing. 
and I just really want to focus on making our podcast the biggest pod, uh, fitness podcast in the world. And then, you know, who knows what that could end up being? Like, could be the you know hanging out with uh, Joe Rogan on the iTunes charts, right? Like, that's where I want to take it. So that's where my main focus is going to be is to help build you know the Mark Bell name and uh, really just give everybody more information and just. Yeah, dude, like take over the world with Mark. Get the rock on the podcast. Yeah, once we make time for him, like we'll, we'll get him here. But, you know, we've been really busy, so we'll yeah, yeah. Right, you know. Yeah, that, that'd be a huge <laughs> feather in your cap. Shit, I can't even imagine, dude. I would freak out. <laughs> that'd be that'd sweet, be so man. Dope. Heck yeah. <laughs> yeah, man, but uh, that's pretty much all I got for you. Do you have any other, uh, any other things you want to talk about or anything? Uh, what are your lifts like right now? Uh, I'm actually getting ready for... Um, for junior world championships in August, or I guess, fuck, uh, 17 days. So, uh, yeah, on the 31st, I lift, um, at, uh, IPF worlds in Regina. And, uh, I'd like to right now my best. I did, uh, these numbers are kind of, I don't know if these are accurate numbers because I, at our nationals, um, I do, uh, classic lifting. So raw with sleeves and, um, and then I also do equip single ply equip lifting sick so it was kind of interesting um people give me shit for this all the time but uh classic raw was in the morning and equipped was in the afternoon so i competed classic raw uh in the morning and then uh an hour later i competed uh equipped three lift so i took 18 attempts in a day um it was intense wow. i uh i hit a i think it was a 45 kilo meat pr um total in in raw and then I also hit a 76 kilo PR in my equipped and, uh, I squatted 700, um, equipped, benched two Oh two and a half, which kilos, which I don't, I can't convert. And then I, I'm, I'm trying to do the math. In my head <laughs> and, <I can't. laughs> and then I, and then I pulled two eighty, which is six seventeen. So, wow. so at worlds, I'd like to squat seven fifty, bench, close to 500 i think i'm gonna i'm close to a podium spot so i'm gonna kind of be a little bit more conservative and benches like my kind of iffy lift and then save it for the deadlift so uh i'd like to take close to 500 and then i'd like to pull 300 kilos that's amazing that would be 21 years old that's (laughs) so cool thanks dude damn dude and you still have room to grow i mean tons of room to grow so it'll be exciting to follow everything and see you know how everything ends up going yeah thank you man that's I appreciate sick that. man yeah. yeah really appreciate that heck yeah yeah i'd like to come down there and uh and do some some lifting and super training one day that'd be sweet anytime dude we're we're always open <laughs> on the weekends <laughs> you're always welcome to come up to vancouver island i'll take you out fishing too heck yeah i don't know if they'll let me back in the country i don't have a uh, passport or anything oh really <laughs> no <laughs> gotta get your passport i know i know it's, one of, it's, it's, it's on the list of things i gotta do figure it out yeah yeah right on cool man well i really appreciate you taking the time out to come on i know you're a very very busy guy but uh appreciate you coming on and uh i'll uh release this sunday and hopefully we can get some views going absolutely dude yeah and if anybody has any questions they can just uh you know when it comes to SARMs, i'm not a uh not an expert but i've been around it for quite a while now and and if people hit me up with a question that i can't answer i have tons of people that i can reach out to and answer and the uh, the absolute best way is just that on instagram at i am andrew z um and of course yeah if people 
want to keep following the series, that'd be pretty damn cool. And if possible, leave a positive comment because everyone's super <laughs> negative. <laughs> yeah. Or tell the other people to fuck off. <laughs> uh, that'd be great. Yeah. Yeah. Cool, dude. Awesome, man. I really appreciate the opportunity, dude. Anytime, buddy. Cool, man. I'll talk to you later. All right. We'll chat with you later, man. All right. Peace. Bye. Sweet. So that was uh, Andrew Zaragoza. Mark Bell's right-hand man, um, really cool to have him on, and uh, I think the takeaway from this podcast, um, you know, we talked a lot about, you know, PEDs and SARMs and, and that kind of stuff, but I think the real takeaway, and uh, the takeaway was, for me anyway, was not to squander opportunities, and not to take uh, take opportunities lightly, because you never know what they could turn into, um, you know, uh, like you said, the chain of, or domino effect from... Um, him marrying his ex-wife to getting that job, which introduced him to his fiance, which led him to go to super training, which led him to meet Mark Bell and now um, be where he is today. Um, it's just because uh, he took a chance. So we'll leave you with that. Um, make it count and we'll catch you later. <laughs>